0: Welcome back everyone to the Web3 Weekly Podcast, the most relatable and reliable NFT, crypto and technology podcast in the nation. In today's episode, I've been blessed to be joined by the Bong father, otherwise known as Chris Yulhorn from Special K Glass. Special K Glass is a successful glass blowing company operating out of Eugene, Oregon that specializes in the production of glass bongs as well as many other glass products. They have been offering glass blowing services for over 20 years and they continue to deliver a top quality product to all of their customers. In order to progress with the times and bolster their success, they're looking to move into the NFT market and offer unique utility as a part of their brand moving forward. In doing so, they will merge real world and virtual benefits to create and nurture an entirely new community that loves what they do. So with that out of the way, I would like to welcome Chris onto the podcast. What's going on, Chris? Welcome to Web3 Weekly. All right, Michael. Thank you,
1: man. Um, great to be here. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, and I'm ready to tell my story, man. So <laughs> shoot Hell away. Yeah.
0: I, I am so excited um, to finally get you on the podcast. After seeing you first talk about your project and what you do, um in this space in a twitter space i've it kind of instantly sparked a connection of oh i gotta get this man on my podcast i would love to uh this is i would love to learn more about him i think my audience would learn a lot so with that being said let's kind of start with just who you are as a person would you mind kind of giving the audience maybe a brief introduction of kind of just who you are and what you do in this space
1: yeah absolutely um well, first and foremost, I am a glassblower um, and a bong maker. Uh, that is my passion. That is my business. I've been doing making and selling glass. Um, uh, that's it, making and selling glass for the last 20 plus years. Um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm raised uh, here in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, which is the birthplace of the modern-day glass movement. And uh, when I was in my early 20s, I moved up to Seattle, which is actually the mecca of soft glass, uh, possibly throughout the entire world, but definitely in the United States. And, um, you know, from just a very early age, uh, influenced by the hippie culture here in Eugene, Oregon, and uh, always wanted to make pipes and bongs ever since I was old enough to know what they were. And, uh, it was it was really inevitable that I would end up uh, learning glass blowing, starting my own business, and uh, and building uh, building special K glass.
0: That's so cool. It's really I I, I also wanted to have you on the podcast because it's someone the audience can kind of look to see that you're doing something with your your job is what you love. Like you've always been doing this. You're you're also very good at it. I would uh, highly recommend the audience to go look at some of the pieces you and your team makes, but. I think it's really cool and admirable to see that you took your passion of blowing glass and kind of creating it and supporting yourself through that kind of um, avenue. But kind of just more about you. Like, say you're not blowing glass. You have some free time. What are you going to do for fun? Like, how do you unwind? How do you just, like, chill? And what do you enjoy to do outside of just your business world? Well, um, two things
1: primarily. Uh, one is athletics. Uh, extremely important for me to have balance in my life and take care of my body. Um, <clears throat> keep up uh, the, uh, <clears throat> the testosterone and the endorphins um, and just uh, the strength. Um, so, uh, you know, sports are a huge part of my life. Um, cross fitness, running, uh, swimming, basketball, um, you name it. I just try to stay extremely active um, every day uh, doing something to, to stay healthy and keep my body, um, in tune so that I can continue a long career in glass blowing which is extremely physically demanding. And then also, um, tripping on nature. I absolutely love getting out into the woods. Uh, my current kind of hobby slash pastime, um, is, uh, getting out into the woods and building little survival shelters. I'm actually sitting in my office in the woods right now in a little, uh, nest that we've crafted in a little overlook on a reservoir
0: that's so Um, cool
1: yep yep the sun's going over the trees a little bit here and uh, (laughs) i'm gonna need you i'm
0: gonna need you to send me some pics of that i gotta see it oh absolutely
1: absolutely my view is uh one of the best in the world right now so
0: (laughs) that's awesome but um it's really cool to see uh just how you enjoy and unwind I always kind of voice my opinion that it's very important to kind of seek mindfulness, especially with everything going on in the world. It's always good to just unwind, take a deep breath. And um, even just even if it's for like five minutes, just put everything away. Just breathe. And you're just you feel better and just you can almost even work better. And everything just is is so much sorry to reiterate the same word and just keep using. But it's just so much better because you see the world in a better place by just stopping breathing and even just like just taking a break. But um, let's kind of not only are you big in the glass blowing, there's a lot of people in the audience and especially kind of the entire NFT market that are huge marijuana and cannabis fans. So let's kind of talk about obviously um, you've seen the rise of cannabis use, especially throughout your life with blowing glass. And you've seen major kind of product sales with with that. But how has the weed market grown throughout your life?
1: um well it's almost unrecognizable from what i experienced um as a young person growing up in oregon um with the legalization of marijuana in colorado and then washington and then oregon following um really created a community standard here uh unlike anywhere else just an acceptance level and now um just the knowledge and the experience of uh, in the industry, the quality of the products, um, and the volume of the sales, uh, and you know more than anything, just the overall acceptance um, in the community is, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> growing up uh, as a kid, um, living, you know, that would you'd spend you'd spend hours waiting outside of your connections house you know hoping your friend could go in there and possibly come out with a dime bag um yeah you know you know, you'd, uh we'd spend hours scraping pipes and you know smoking resin and you know and and all that stuff is just so far in the rear view mirror there's just so much access to such high quality um not necessarily doesn't have to be organic but you know everything that we smoke and that I'll provide with uh for our team and for the family is uh we know where it's coming from. Um, we know it's organic. Uh, and, um, you know, and it's just a really good feeling knowing that uh, what you're putting into your body, knowing where it's coming from, knowing that it's been tested. Um, so, yeah, the times, Yeah, it's a beautiful time um, to be enjoying a plant that has so many medicinal benefits and recre and, you know, recreational use. And I don't, I don't need marijuana medicinally, um, but I love it recreationally. And I just use a little bit every day and, uh, and it helps me find that mindfulness that you were talking about, um, you know, to relax and just really to be in the moment, um, you know, enjoy my thoughts and, and go down, (laughs) you know. The avenues of you know where and, and just to be in nature yeah. and to be able to trip on nature, um, and relate yeah. with kids or you know trip out on an ant hill or whatever it is. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it, that's really cool. I think it's very important because especially with my generation, we don't we view weed as just something that like just like alcohol, it's just something like it's we don't look at it as anything crazy. Like we obviously view it in a better light than alcohol because alcohol kills millions of people per year and marijuana doesn't but it's just like normal to us like i think that's important for our generation i think that's important for kind of the whole marijuana industry as a whole because weed's just something people do like it's not like if you have friends that if like if i have friends that smoke it's just like oh they're normal people like they're not anything crazy they're not smoking the devil's lettuce they're just yeah. enjoying marijuana they're just enjoying a plant but um talking about legalization and how you were saying that it's it's very good to know that what you're actually smoking now Especially in a lot of states that offer it, uh, like legally recreationally, um, yep. how has the legalization like changed your business?
1: Um, o- almost instantly when uh,
0: Washington
1: went legal about seven years ago, uh, my business doubled. Um, I had already had um, a successful career, had created a huge amount of goodwill with uh, by selling my products and just being you know, true to my word as a businessman and, and um, just developing a name for my, my product. So when at the time in Washington, when uh, things went legal, I, I got on the phone fo- on the phone and I have just a really honestly, I'm a hustler. So I have a great history of reaching out to stores, calling stores, um, you know, with no shame because um, you have to be a shameless self promoter and you have to be relentless on the phone. And prospecting, and uh, and so I called a bunch of the marijuana stores even before they were opening, and uh, and because of my reputation, um, a lot of the uh, the managers and the store owners that I was contacting, they had already heard of my business, and even though um, very few of those original marijuana stores really had any interest in paraphernalia, you know, they wanted to sell, they wanted to sell buds they recognized the name and they recognized the opportunity and potential for some extra sales and uh, and it was a uh, it was a catapult for my business legalization yeah. um, but I do need to say because not only what you have to really understand is that um, is that glass blowing was basically illegal, just like marijuana sales and use was illegal um, until you know early 2000s or whatever it was, mid 2000s. Um, and I was in the black market, and I was selling, um, you know, uh, products that were um, not for tobacco use, but for decorative and ornamental use only. Like we weren't allowed and I wasn't even allowed to talk about making glass on um, a lot of different circles, a lot of different people. You were considered a degenerate, um, you know, I've uh, been afraid of. Yeah, you uh, were
0: you were considered just a, a loser that smoked pot like you were just a, a, a no good degenerate, pretty much.
1: Pretty much, pretty much. And even even um, as when we moved back to Eugene and, uh, you know, with, you know, 10, 15 years of experience already um you know as I was started getting into coaching youth sports um you know I just I wasn't a bong maker I wasn't true to my nature I you know I had to come up with a different name for my business that was more uh discreet and you know and I just wouldn't talk about my true nature of my business and it it was kind of hard man it kind of sucked and so when legalization happened um it was literally the biggest breath of fresh air. It was, uh, finally, I could come out from the shadows and shine and let my business shine. Um, and, uh, and that is, you know, has been a huge, huge... I mean, just how lucky am I to have been in the state of Oregon and Washington, in those yeah. states, at the same time when legalization
0: happened. Um, it's, it's one of those things where you're just happy to be right place right time uh you're it's not i don't want to call it luck obviously because you have a very very good craft but it's just like something that it's like it was your moment like you're right place right time you have beautiful glass pieces that can be used to uh you know just maybe some water pipes but uh now they can actually be called bonds they can you can uh start almost Uh, advertising for your business as well because it's okay to do that now since it's legal so it's really cool to see i'm really excited to see the growth of your company especially as more and more states kind of branch out and uh legalize
1: absolutely the potential for growth um in this entire industry is absolutely amazing and whether or not
0: federal legalization happens i
1: think is uh i wouldn't call it inevitable i would say it's more like a coin flip but um, but it feels like there's no doubt that more states are going in that direction um and certainly, um, you know, it's one of the things that um, I just like to mention this because uh, you know, bong or water pipe or call it what you want, but um, we can we also developed as a term a uh, medicine delivery device, and you know, it, it's what it is uh, for a lot of people, and so even in states, even in countries where. Um, You know, maybe marijuana smoking isn't is frowned upon. Um, I'll still ship glass too. Like now, I'm in a safe spot. Like here in Oregon, my community, the police here, the district's attorneys, you know, the judges. um, Like I'm, I'm like a hero now uh, because of (laughs) you know where we've come from and what we do, the creative nature of our process, and just uh, you know in the community standard now. So. You know, I have insulation and I have freedom and we can ship our medicine delivery devices all over the world. Um, That's awesome. I'm really, I'm really,
0: yeah, that's another reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast is because... I just believe in what you're doing. I think it's really cool. I, I love scrolling through your Instagram and just seeing beautiful pieces of art. Even like, I personally consider it art because I'm not a huge like marijuana fan. I, I understand why people use it and I understand the the benefits it has. But I just appreciate the art. That's another reason why. That's cool. or that's just the main reason for me. And I think obviously your business is going to grow. But um, yeah, talking about your business and just kind of getting into the ins and outs of glass blowing. How did you, you mentioned it earlier and you kind of touched on it, but what first got you started with glass blowing? Like, how did you get introduced to it?
1: Um, well, I bought my first pipe. My, I bought my first glass pipe at the Oregon Country Fair. Um, it's one of the great hippie festivals in all over the world. Uh, they're celebrating, um, I think, 50 years um, of this, this. It's part of the culture here in Eugene, Oregon, um, the Oregon Country Fair. So there was a man, and he is the godfather of the modern day glass movement. His name is Bob Snodgrass. And they had a little uh, booth out there at the Oregon Country Fair. So I was about 16 or 17 and um, <clears throat> was able to purchase my first um, handmade glass pipe. They were called Top Hats, they were silver fumed. It was like a little Grateful Dead top hat. Um, it's an iconic piece in, um, in, in the culture of glass blowing it was one of the very first famous pieces and uh and you know i was like 17 so you know i'd been trying to make bone pipes and we'd been smoking out of cans and you know cardboard rolls and whatever you know, whatever <laughs> it is two liter
0: bottles you know, an apple up. here and there <laughs>
1: yeah man we turned a little um little end table into a hookah that we put like a five gallon mayonnaise uh water jug in and we we're using like funnels as screens and you know, and so that is, uh, that's just, that's donor engineering, but that's kind of my nature. Um, and then, uh, and then I saw my first piece of glass. And, and then, okay, so my greatest influence, though, I would have to say is a friend of mine that I, uh, from high school, um, and he has a very successful, one of the very first glass-blowing businesses, Sky Glass. Uh, he was a year younger than me, but by the time he was out of high school, he had a uh, small shed in his backyard and he, he and we're talking like 1992 yeah uh he was he started his own business he was making and selling glass out of his own backyard and like this is the dream like i've always had in my mindset is to be an entrepreneur i always wanted to work for, my, for myself i didn't know how and that wasn't you know that wasn't what people were counseling me to do but in my mind i knew. Um, and so but it took uh from that moment though and that was it was about seven or eight years later until i had the financial means and then i had the other uh the opportunity just the, the stars aligned i was living in seattle and uh and boom it just all came together and i i went all in uh into bong making and glass blowing so that's
0: yeah all it started.
1: all started with a little pipe at the oregon country <laughs> fair um and then uh, the rest is history. Man. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I, I really, I, I, it's really admirable that you have that entrepreneur's uh, mindset because that's something I kind of deal with. It's like I don't want to work for someone. I want to do something myself. I want to build something. That's kind of why I do this podcast because I want to build something that has value that I control. That no one's telling me, "Hey, you can't do this. You need to do this." I want to have uh, some freedom with what I do, and I, I that's I enjoy this freedom right now. But uh, I have a couple questions about. Your history with glass blowing, and I actually got these questions from uh, some of your uh, members of the Discord as well as some fans of yours that were in the Twitter space. And this is uh, this came from one of your fans, and it, it is what is your favorite thing about glass blowing?
1: Okay, um, that's a list of at least 10 things, but um, <laughs> maybe I maybe some have, top, maybe top I will. Three. I will. I, I'm gonna just kind of consider how to answer this, but um. But first of all, I have to say, above everything else, there was there literally is nothing that I would rather do with my day than work with my team in the studio and make bongs all day every day. Like <clears throat> for whatever reason, um, I'll go into the details about what makes that you know what makes what is so enjoyable about that the process mm-hmm. of glass blowing itself. Um, but but honestly, um, I mean it just. What do I love most about glass? I, um, two things, I guess. Uh, there's two things that I love that I really measure my day by um, every day. And one is my ability to fill up an oven. So we start with nothing. Literally, we're starting with broken scrap glass. Yeah. Um, we melt it in a big furnace and then we gather it one bong at a time. We add color. And then I and then I sh- and then I make the bongs. And so we're starting with a pile of scrap glass. By the end of the day, I have two enormous ovens that are filled to capacity with beautiful one-of-a-kind, you know, glass art. And uh, it's just such a satisfying feeling. Um, just uh, you know, anybody, any craftsman, any um, landscaper, anybody that is you know starts the day. Um, you know, when you can see what you've accomplished at the end of the day is really a great feeling. And and now there's days, most days, honestly, at the end of the day, we've put ten thousand dollars worth of glass into the ovens. Um, and to come, you know, to start where I started from, and now to have this team of eight, you know, extremely talented, experienced glass blowers all working in unison. And a choreographed, you know, dance to maximize our efficiency, to be able to fill ovens and make $10,000 worth of product from scratch a day is, uh, there, it, I mean, it's just, it's so there's the volume, there's the production, there's the creative part of it. Um, and and quite often it's the same thing, um, even though they're, you know, each piece is unique, it's, it is, it becomes, it's very physically demanding and it's quite yeah. a grind, but um but and then second part of that beyond, um, you know, the numbers and just the satisfaction of producing is when we uh, when we do new things, when we uh, the creative, the creative process, when honestly, when things are going well, the money is flowing, the sales are on point and we have a little bit of spare time or, we, I, you know, I just have the, the sense that I have the freedom to explore And try new, um, try new things. For instance, today, like, I'm already, today, I'm already, um, experiencing the high of, uh, doing something new today in our studio. Today, we made these ginormous, um, dry pipes, bigger than a giant bong, um, (laughs) like a spoon, dry pipes. We're not, we're not gonna drill them, we're not gonna turn them into bongs. And, um, you know, I, uh, I had this. uh, I have a chain of stores, the Mary Jane's House of Glass. There's about seventeen of. uh, It's a it's an unbelievable family owned marijuana or not marijuana um, head shop chain here in Oregon, Washington. And uh, you know they asked for these, and I've been putting it off uh, because sometimes trying new things is very expensive. It can be quite frustrating when you know I'm used to making thirty pieces in an hour, and all of them are you know perfect. When uh, to try something new where we might have loss um and frustration uh the coordination that is required to try new things when you got five or six guys all working on a different piece the same piece but you know at different times um you know that stuff uh it is a challenge um but when you when we do it and we pull it off and so there's this thing then all glassblowers know that knows know this feeling but so you work all day, you try something new, you make a piece, and then you put it in the oven and then it has to sit all night long. and then uh, you don't actually get to check it out until the next morning to know all your work was successful and uh, and that feeling and that anticipation um, that you get um, the next morning waking up and waiting to get into the studio and crack those oven doors and see what was what's in
0: the oven what you actually made yesterday
1: um never gets old yeah there's
0: also a kind of a little bit of uh maybe some suspense with waiting for your uh pipe to be fully done or whatever glass you're making you're like ooh, i wonder how it's gonna turn out like hopefully i did everything well and that's that's another reason why i think it's really cool what you do because there's a bit of a risk aspect to that too because you don't you can't say for 100 certainty every single piece will uh come out perfectly there might be problems with the way it sits or and stuff like that so it's really yeah, cool that because i i think it's really important because you're so you've been doing this for so long that i would assume uh stuff like that doesn't really happen i would assume you have enough expertise where uh you can be pretty uh let's say confident that your pieces are going to sit well if that makes
1: sense we do we do and um and the more and more experience we have the more and more um you know the percentage of our success uh, on those pieces goes up and we're even we are even able uh, occasionally um through our social media platforms we do live blowing events where we take on custom work uh people will actually pay up front for the opportunity for us to make a bong live on instagram for them um and and we're pretty confident that we can pull that off like we do that live we make it we put it in the oven um and uh and 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 still though you know you know stuff happens so um but yeah we uh today um doing these dry pipes it was a new process we literally were you know doing some things we had never done before in 20 plus years and every once in a while, during the process, the guy that was actually finishing the pieces, he would holler over and he'd say, "Yeah, Chris, you know, I think I heard a, a crack on that one, or this or that." And um, and so it's really, and it's really, it comes down to communication. Um, if we're talking about the process of glass blowing and and making sure that pieces are finished the right way, um, made the right way. Uh, you um it's it's very much like uh, related a lot to uh like defense in basketball um a good team is constantly communicating uh the minute that you stop talking to your teammates and telling them what to expect what's coming down the lane or what you know um and especially for me as being the leader of the team and in the gaffer's position um just the tiniest little thing and all the insights all the um experience that i have is important it's critical actually that um that i'm vocal about what it is that um potential problems or you know if we're actually taking on the task of custom work that everything is relayed um in the uh, in the right tone so that it's received the right way and um and then we're able to execute so uh it's really um yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm just kind of wandering a little bit here but um Yeah. No, you, feel free. You know, I think the the, the the communication part is a beautiful thing yeah. and uh, we've really embraced that. Um and so if you and and it actually makes our process really quite enjoyable too because it's not just we're telling each other we're like we're making jokes about it and we're making uh, rhymes about what we're doing and we're um you know, we're uh, doing shout and responses um, all the time in the studio just just to keep that communication going. Um, yeah, so, that, really you cool. know, that, that's how we that honestly, that's how we keep the quality control. And that's how we know that we're going to that we're doing a good job in the moment, in the process. So that in the next day, you know, I don't come to find out we lost half of our work because there was an issue that you know we didn't wasn't discussed you know we as it's my job to make sure that I know everything that's going on um and so yeah I I expect that for myself and I expect communication also to come from the rest of the teammates so
0: yeah I think that's really important especially with communication uh I I think that's why you're so good in spaces because you're always communicating with people and you're always making sure everything is kind of uh, perfect. You're always uh, dotting your I's and crossing your T's. So it's really cool to see. That's what makes your kind of art and your uh, glass work so perfect. But I do have another question from one of the audience members from the space is that obviously glass blowing is a very tedious process. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of um, attention. Obviously, you have to be fully into it to make sure everything goes right. But what kind of goes through your mind while you're glass blowing?
1: Oh, wow so many things so many different things um because so easily to get uh, sidetracked um and it lost in your own mind in your own thoughts it's very important to stay in the moment it's very easy to um to be in a i don't know that it's a rut in a bad way but just um you get uh there's certain things we do over and over and over again and But oftentimes we uh, we need to we need to change what we're doing or we need to communicate. Um, And uh, yeah, what am I thinking about when I'm glass blowing?
0: Obviously, you're you're you kind of go you probably get sucked into the moment. I wouldn't expect you to be thinking about uh, world peace and stuff while glass blowing. But yeah, but a lot of times
1: I am like a lot of times like I'm so if if. I've got we've got certain products that are a little easier to make that are more repetitive Um, that I've made hundred thousand of a particular piece of certain shape, maybe a certain size. And in those moments, um, I can pretty much think about anything, whether it's, the you know, thought about, um, you know, because I spent uh, 10 years, uh, basically half of my free time, all my free time was spent, spent coaching youth sports. And so I would just, I would think about plays. I would think about our players. I would think about um, scenarios and situations and what I was going to do at practice later that day. But uh, honestly, when I'm the most happy is when, um, well, there's two things, but one is when I'm challenged. One is when we are uh, trying new things and um, it's in the flow state, man. It's the flow state that is just, or you're absolutely one hundred percent in the moment. You're thinking about the next move, maybe not even like the next move. I might be thinking ten moves ahead. Um, with uh, because the timing, sometimes on certain um, products and processes, it's unbelievable the amount of finesse and the timing that is necessary to um, to create the pieces. You know that yeah. we're going for in, in the process, and so in those moments, man, I am like. Yeah, that's a special feeling when you're mm-hmm. completely in it and and, every, and everybody is in it. Um, and there's other times when um, when the process is easier. Um, and, and, but the team is just happy, man. We are. We're, there's, we're playing music that we like. We're singing along. We're telling the same stories over and over again and just laughing at each other. And we're, you know, clowning on each other. And uh, and and the and in those mo- time, you know, the time flies by, like. Yeah, we're exhausted, but we've also at the end of the day, but we've also been hanging out with our friends, man. And yeah,
0: been, that, you know, that's I completely agree with that. Like, especially when I'm recording these podcasts, if I'm really into it and the guest is doing great, like uh, almost over an hour will pass by, and I won't all be like, "What the hell just happened? We recorded for an hour." Because you enter that, just like you mentioned that flow state, you're just in it. You're constantly just you're you're not even almost controlling yourself. You're just doing it on autopilot but it's not like a bad autopilot. It's an autopilot you're enjoying and you're, you just forget about anything else. And you just are, you get tunnel visioned on whatever you're doing. And it's, it's kind of a cool feeling if anyone's ever kind of experienced it. It's it's really hard to explain, but it's always pretty cool.
1: Absolutely. Um, I think that you described that well and it is. um, And and that's probably uh, it's, it is one of my favorite things about glass blowing. Um, the camaraderie, uh, that is created. And then that, uh, <clears throat> and then that those moments when you, there's just uh, nothing else, but the piece that you're making, or it's even the next piece, but whatever it is, it's a part of the process. And, uh, and now, you know, I just add on to the fact that I'm an expert at these moves and there's some of this stuff that I've, I'm doing now that there's, I just, you know, there's, there's, you know, a huge amount of glass blowers out there far more vastly more experienced and talented well-versed in in sculpting and um in technical skills but um as far as the actual skills that i've developed over the last 20 years you know I, unlikely that anybody could match um the pace and uh and could even recreate some of the uh, some of the moves that we're doing right now. And when you know that you're like out there and doing things that other people just really aren't capable of doing because of your experience and your practice, um, and you're making really really unique and special pieces. Um, extremely uh, it's an extremely it's an extremely good feeling. I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. And you know, I wake up every morning and I spend. I would say a good 15, 20 minutes, uh, every morning. Um, just telling myself how lucky I am, like how lucky am I that I'm waking up when I get to go do what I love to do and how blessed, you know, my life is to have a passion, um, for do what I love. Um, and then, and then go do it. Um, and you know, it's, uh, I start every day out like that, you
0: know. Yeah. Kind of lessons, lessons, I love so. that. I think it's important to kind of start your day with the same thing. And I always do a little breathing exercise where I'm just breathing in positivity and blowing out negativity just to make myself feel a little better. Obviously, I can't control uh, the thoughts, whether I think positively or negatively. But I can always just tell myself things are going to be better and you can just be at peace, be in that flow state, just like you said. And uh, it kind of makes life better. But you know what, let's kind of, we, we've talked a, a lot about just what you've been doing, especially your craft and um, everything like that. And I think the audience has a pretty good, especially I even, even I've also, I've done a bunch of research on you and even with just comp, like conversating during this podcast, I've learned uh, an immense amount more than I have just looking through your website and kind of just looking up who you are. But um, let's talk about your current business. Like what are you doing currently yeah. to help improve your business? And, kind of what are your goals right now? Well,
1: everything, every move, every action that I take, um, is, has, uh, intention on helping my business move forward. So, um, you know, I, I've built an amazing, uh, foundation, I would call it because, uh, my, our ascension as a business has been extremely slow, but extremely steady for the last twenty years, and I look at it as um, as building a foundation. Like what we've done is built a solid rock foundation and a big, strong, solid rock foundation uh, for the potential for my business to grow, possibly exponentially. Um, because of the work uh, that we've that, that we've put in and the um, mindfulness that we've had towards growth. And so I'm at a point in our business right now where uh, what honestly I think the big thing that has happened for me in the last couple years is that I have been able to really to prove to myself and I think that's the big thing is that I've I've decided um, and I've made it known to myself that you know um, that this is the role that I want I want to grow my business I want to be an industry leader I do want to be a um, <clears throat> a person that um, creates opportunities for people um, I want to see I want to be a leader and, uh, and I know now through experience that I have the ability with the help of my team to um, have vision and then take the necessary steps to execute that vision. Um, and I've just really in these last couple of years really embraced that and proven that, um, that this is what I enjoy uh, because it's a big stretch to go from five or six employees to what we have 15 employees now and that brings in so many other complications and issues and time and energy and and then add on that you know um you know 30 hours of production every week and then hitting the road and making the sales and you know is that a lifestyle that is sustainable for me is that a lifestyle that um is uh, is that what I want? And it's become obvious to me that, uh, that it is exactly what I want and that I'm capable of that. And so it's simply um, what I've been doing is I've been putting every single resource that I have, all my time, all my energy, into back into the business and building the infrastructure that is necessary to be able to scale up and, uh, and grow a small mom and pop glass blowing business. Um, and that's what I want to do. I want to I want to create an industry uh, of glass here in Eugene, um, and be a hub uh, and a river of glass that flows and feeds. Yeah.
0: you know, feeds people. So that's really cool. So um, let's obviously talk about uh, why uh, you're kind of here. Well, obviously, I just enjoy who you are as a person, and I think your art's great and your craft is just. I only—I can't even put it in the words how I feel about the like the what what you do with glass blowing. But let's talk about Special K NFTs, man. Let's let's talk about what you're doing let's with do. that. I've, I've, like I've I've obviously heard your little uh, couple couple minutes chill in some Twitter spaces, but kind of go ahead and chill right now. Tell tell you what's what's your goal with Special K NFTs, and uh, why did you even like consider getting into the NFT space with your business?
1: <clears throat>
0: um. I
1: think it was a combination of a couple of things why we decided to start an NFT. Um, it kind of all started with a, uh, a couple of years ago we started a membership program. Uh, people were paying $500 and, and there's another one of those ideas that I had. That it was like, okay, we're going to try this. We have a lot of success, a lot of momentum. People are collecting our glass and I want to reward the people that are loyal to us and that want to collect my glass. So I started a membership program, but, in order to be a member, that people had to pay $500, but then that allowed them 50% access, 50% off of all of our website purchases, which was a, an amazing opportunity because we were we were starting to sell glass online uh, for the first time, and and sales were um, and sales were happening fast, and people were extremely excited to be able to purchase directly from me. Uh, collections were growing and we, um, and we sold, we started selling these memberships and, uh, and then around the same time, um, my son had begin, my son is critical part of our success and our growth in the last couple of years. And he's just 19. And he came to me with the idea of an NFT project which would help, uh, you know, prove my business to be progressive and forward thinking, um, you know in the modern era uh, uh with the adaption of some web 3 and blockchain technology we could essentially create a digital asset which represents a moment in time which is card for my business and for me because you know i am my business um and so we create this digital asset and not only is it uh not only is it a, a digital rookie card but it also is filled with utility like our ship was. Um, and so, and the, and the reason for this though, is because scaling up a business is hard and there's traditional methods of going out and raising money, taking loans. Um, you know, I have family members, I have friends, um, but I wanted to just, again, with the whole entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial spirit, And also just my desire to try to do things a little bit differently, to be progressive. And uh, one of the reasons why I've been successful as a businessman um, with my business is because I'm absolutely um, encourage change. Like we are adapting with the times constantly. Um, That is like a big part of my MO is like be current, change with the times, don't be stuck in your ways um, and look forward. you know, look towards the future, um, and and also use the ener- use the creativity and the energy of the youth that's out there. I've always made sure to in, uh, employ young people in my business too, because they just bring a different, uh, they just bring a different perspective than people that are maybe used to m- maybe doing things in a certain way. Because um, I always, it's hard sometimes um, accepting change, but it's just so necessary to adapt and uh and that's what we wanted to do with this nft project we wanted to not only adapt with the times and um, adopt new technologies with our business moving forward but create an opportunity where i could use my community and use um, our popularity and our success to help raise money that is necessary to scale up my business for a new facility and this new facility is going to do so much uh, for this community, for my business, um, <clears throat> for our NFT holders. Uh, the whole thing is built um, on the, you know, <clears throat> on the idea of they're just symbiotic. We're all going to feed each other. And all of it is connected. And, you know, my website is connected to the NFT project, which is connected to our production, which is connected to the. Um, the classes and the virtual reality technology and it's all going to be tied in together it's going to feed each other and it's all going to be banked on the success that my company has already had that people trust me like um, the community trusts me because I deliver on what I say I'm going to do I have that experience I have those wins like I have the ability to have a dream and then um, bring people along and then execute it. And um, and so we're just, now it was just the right time. It's like we have an opportunity um, as a company to be leaders in this uh, new era of yeah. Web3 technology. Like we can literally, the idea that my son presented me with this NFT project potentially could be a blueprint for other small businesses and how to... You know create awareness for their business because marketing is amazing like all of a sudden i'm in all new spaces michael like all these twitter spaces um this is it's just organic marketing for my business Mm -hmm. whether the nft project is successful or not um you know i know it will be um but I'm, i'm out there man and i'm talking about my business i'm i'm explaining my passion and there's been so many little eye openers, not even little, like gigantic eye openers. Like I had no idea how well suited I was for this space um, because the bottom line is the people that create these NFTs are artists and the majority of them are artists. And, and that's what I am. I don't create digital artwork, but I do create.
0: Um, I'm an artist. You, can, you, can, you, you create stuff that people appreciate and people see is like, holy shit, this takes skill, this takes craft like this guy has been here for years and you can you can just tell with your art so like especially with the nft space and just artists in general like some of those like shill spaces and stuff people are just talking about the art they create it doesn't almost sometimes not even in nft there's people playing music. There's people just talking about what they do. There's people that talk about uh, just like their painting, or sometimes as well digital arts. That's a big part of NFTs. But yeah, yeah it, it, with Twitter Spaces is, are awesome. I think not it's only does yeah, it not only is everyone kind of feel very welcoming on a lot of Twitter Spaces, you're able to give your pitch and talk to people about your project or whatever you're working on, and they give such great feedback. And I can tell every time I do a Twitter Space, whether If I host a space or I just join one to talk about what I'm doing, I always seem to improve something about like my podcast or just me as a person. So it's super sick. It's incredibly
1: um, sick and it's incredibly um, rewarding and satisfying because I've never had um, I've never been able to share my hopes and my dreams um, to talk about my art with so many random people and have it be so well received. Um, and, uh, it's, um, it's like right now is a really cool moment in time in my life right now. Cause never really had all, like all the people that I talk to about this project and these ideas and in these spaces, they, they're raising me up and they're helping me. Um, they are encouraging me. I'm getting a lot of constructive criticism from, you know, certain people. And that is as much appreciated as, as the support. Um, and you know sometimes honestly, from the people I consider my friends, I get both yeah um, and,
0: uh, and That's it's awesome. just
1: and it's just good, man it's just uh it, it's, it's just it's, all around it's been just a surprise
0: kind of too. people are just so, yeah people don't know I've never seen like a shield's face while people are like pissed off or they're just like sad, they're always pretty upbeat because they just love what they're doing and they're pretty passionate about their project, but back on your project, um yeah. Can you kind of give a few details? Obviously it's a little bit off. We're recording this in advance, so you might not have all the intricate details filled out with what you're trying to do. But can you talk about maybe what's the art gonna be like on the NFT? Maybe some utilities for the NFT and honestly just why would anyone listening to this podcast right now want to mint your NFTs?
1: Well, um I do wanna um I do wanna address the actual NFTs themselves because Our NFTs, uh, much like my businesses, um, were based off of real world artistry. Uh, So we, um, in order to make our NFTs, first we created some bongs. Uh, We took videos of the process and we made beautiful uh, bongs. We had this beautiful white glass and we used um, this amazing color that we import from Germany. Uh, And it's all a part of the whole whole big picture. Um, So we created the bongs. And then we have uh, an artist that helped us with a lot of our uh, merchandise, with our t-shirts and sweatshirts and logo designs. Uh, her name is Key uh on Instagram and she's an incredible digital artist. So we sent her pictures of the actual pieces that we made and then she digitally recreated them. And uh, so our NFTs are actually 15 bongs that were digitally recreated um, and, this, and a pipe. And so um, we used different backgrounds on these different um, <clears throat> on these uh, different images recreations, and um, and created ten thousand different NFTs with different rarity. Um, and so those are those are the actual NFTs. And if you were to go to our website, you can see them in the background of our website, and they're also uh, we've released quite a few of them. On Instagram, and there's a lot of people actually right now that are using those NFT images as their uh, profile pictures on Twitter and Instagram. So they're out there.
0: Um, That's so awesome, man! I, I I think it's really cool. I think I'm I'm, I'm very very bullish uh, on your project, especially just the tie to the real world uh, business aspect as well, because it's kind of like a GoFundMe where if people are passionate about what you do and people love your art, especially just the physical art, they'll want to buy your nft and support your kind of progression as a business so it's pretty cool
1: yeah that's um and that's what i really want to that is what i really want to that's the shill that i really want to get down because i know i know and i've seen this throughout um you know over the last few years with these gofundmes and different like there are plenty of businesses that um That are like mine, that are centered around, you know, just positivity and a good vibe and the community, and want to do good things. And people want to support that. There's absolutely no doubt that um, there's support out there for that people that me like me that are trying to do a good thing in their community and provide jobs and create art. So um, we're kind of in the like a we're. What I want to do with this money, and the reason I'm doing this is because I want a, I want a brand new facility. I want to have a beautiful shop that is right on the I-5 freeway. And you're driving by, and you see the signs. They're lit up. It might be neon, and maybe there's a billboard, and it says, next exit. And then you look over, and you see this beautiful shop. And there's this warm glow coming from inside. And you just know that there's uh, you know groups of people in there that are pursuing their passion and they're sharing um, their knowledge of glass blowing um, and and it's a teaching facility and it's incorporating new technologies um, you know I hope to have um, a virtual reality gallery a virtual reality teaching facility where you know people can put on their goggles and be immersed in glass blowing and we're going to uh, and I'm going to teach and this is this is going to allow this new facility, that the money that is raised from this project is going to allow us to, um, <clears throat> employ another glass blowing team. Um, we have a, a current, a project going right now, which is advancing women in glass blowing where we're taking, um, what we are volunteering our time and our resources to teach women, uh, groups of different women, um, the process of glass blowing, teaching them to be self-sufficient, teaching them how to make and sell products. And, uh, and, and my next team and my next facility and our new studio is led by women, um, incorporating all of those new technologies. And uh, and it's going to be a hub. Um, uh, uh, Eugene and just where I'm located, such a mecca. There's so many artists. There's so much potential. And so, there's so many artists, honestly, that just need um a little bit of the help with the marketing a space to work and i can provide all that with this new facility we can we can be a huge like literally i see it as a potential industry um a small glass blowing industry here in eugene that could employ hundreds of people and could last you know longer than than my life um you know if we set it up right and this is the springboard and that's why i'm doing this project this is my only NFT project. This is, you know, my only capital um, raise that I'm going to do. Because we're close, like we're successful. We're managing to continue to grow slowly, step by step. But it would require a ginormous amount alone or, you know, cash infusion to be able to really um, take this to the next level. And I'm asking the community to jump on board and help me do it um, and do it with me. And uh, and along for the ride, uh, we're going to yeah. offer we're going to offer all kinds of utility, and we're going to make it so much fun and exciting. Uh, the people that do jump in this project and are a part of this, I will. Yeah, I, when I give like when I give my word and I say that I'm going to reward somebody for their efforts and their help, I make sure that I follow through with that. And I'm you know that's what that's what I'm going to do for the next 10 years for this project is I'm going to build value into this project. I'm going to make those NFTs rare and collectible um, and mean something to people. And they're going to and some of them are going to have utility, which people won't be able to get anywhere else for the next 10 years. Um, And if people want to have the opportunity to come learn directly from me, take a workshop and become a bong maker, you know, the only way to do that is through one of these extremely rare NFTs. If somebody wants to get a forever bong or, or a, a goblet that made for them, it has a lifetime warranty. The only way that's going to be able to happen is if they're a part of my NFT project or if they purchase one of these, they mint one of these tokens or maybe they buy it on the secondary market. Um, so we built in these opportunities for people to make it interactive and fun. Um, So it's not just like, yeah, sit back and relax, but every single day, um, one of our NFT holders is going to get a call from us saying, you want a free piece of glass and we're going to ship it free to your door. And what do you want? A bong, a goblet, a pint glass. Um, You know, that's That's automatic. Yep.
0: That's really cool. And I was like, before you started talking, I was just about to ask you, hey, man, like, what's your dream with this? What do you want to do? And. I didn't even have to ask you. I can tell you're so passionate about this. You you just went ahead and tell you're telling everyone your dream because it's important to you and you want it to happen. But um, if anyone like in the audience was curious about where they can find uh your social media, like how can they how can they access that?
1: Um, I have um, I have one of the most dynamic uh, Instagram pages in all of uh, in all of. Instagram, uh, one of the most dynamic social media platforms in all of social media and all of the web with our Instagram page. Um, And I love I'd love people to go there uh, because they can get a real look at uh, the vibrancy of our company and they can look at the history, a timeline that dates back to 2012 with our uh, posting there. And then um, they can see the evolution of the business. And they can uh, And then they can find the Then they can find the connections The links to my website um, Where they can actually see uh, You know uh, The pieces that we make um, That are uh, set in a gallery setting Um, Just a beautiful website That also then has links To an NFT website Where it breaks down um our website our mission uh the utilities so yeah it's there's layers but i really really do encourage people to go to specialkglass.net. um my instagram specialkglass, and then uh and then just follow the links for our website and our discord and that's where you're going to get the deep dive yeah. on the nft project
0: and if anyone the, yeah sorry to cut you off but if anyone's wondering how to access all that I'm definitely going to leave all the links for easy access in the show notes. And I'll definitely be posting about it on my Twitter and social media as well. But also, if anyone's looking to just uh, get a piece of Special K Glass because you're interested in everything Chris does, I am going to leave my like affiliate link in the description. You can use the code WEB3 at checkout if you would like. Um, and get yourself a piece of this amazing art just to support someone that's uh, moving his business, his web two business into web three and kind of just supporting our entire community. So it's you might as well, like, you're getting one amazing art and supporting a, uh, so like, I guess we can call it a local business in with art as well as kind of the NFT space. So it's really kind of you're getting like you're killing two birds with one stone. Yes. Well
1: said. Um, that's exactly it, Michael.
0: We're really, uh,
1: trying to, um, wrap it up in a nice pretty uh bow and just and have it all we really are you know the project itself hits on a lot of different levels so um a lot of uh you know financial levels a lot of emotional levers uh, levels and then just on also on deliverables um and then and then there's the uh and then there's my word and then there's my dreams and then my experience and my ability to be able to execute those dreams and uh and if it all works out it's going to be a wonderful ride and yeah uh, and you know potentially
0: um potentially
1: a lot of potential for uh for
0: our holders well uh if it's going to be a wild ride i'm ready to strap in and Keep all my, <laughs> uh, my all my hand, all my limbs inside the ride at all times. Yeah, but Chris, I can't thank you enough for coming on the podcast. I don't. I can't explain in words how much it means to me for you that runs a massive business to come and talk on a small podcast with me, who's just trying to build and create something special with getting information out as much as possible. But um, also, I want everyone to understand that. You're the reason, everyone listening today, you're the reason Chris and I are having this conversation. You're the reason why we're trying to expand this community. I want to thank every single person listening today. Uh, just thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. It means, honestly, the world to me. But I do have one more ques- question for you, Chris. And yep. I ask it to every podcast guest I have. And if anyone is a uh, – uh, re- as a uh, has watched or listened to multiple podcasts in the past, uh, especially with my podcast history, they're going to know the upcoming question. But if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why would you want it? Um,
1: wow, that's great. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I've had a good answer for this in the past. But I would have to say... Um, it would have something to do with being able to serve our community here. Um, I like to, uh, I like, I really, really, all I really ever want to be in life is a productive member of my community. Um, one that, you know, helps, uh, people along at help, you know, help people achieve their goals, honestly. Um, and, uh, and not all people have the same advantages. Um, not all people have the same opportunities and i just think that it's important for those of us that do have um exceptional opportunities in life that we you know that we bring people along with us and we look out for the people uh that um that need a helping hand and so yeah. you know um a superpower honestly it would be able to provide um food and shelter for people of our community that need it Like basic needs If somehow I could um, You know do that Then uh, then that would be That's really the most important thing
0: That's awesome man I really I really yeah. appreciate that message That's pretty admirable superpower to uh, have But I just want to reiterate Everyone in the audience Go follow Chris Go follow Special K Glass Give him some love Give him some Web3 Weekly Love I'm doing my best to Get the word out there. Just produce some content to, that people can enjoy. So go give my guest uh, some love to th- and thank him for coming on the podcast. But obviously, Chris, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for everything you've done with helping me just learn more about you and your business. And I, I wish you the best of luck for the future of not only your business, but you personally. I hope you kind of prosper and you just like stay stay in that flow state and just stay happy. But Um, kind of to wrap up the episode here if anyone does want to support me or Chris obviously uh, go use that affiliate link in the show notes and I'll probably post it on my social media as well when this podcast drops to uh, go get yourself some special K glass Um, It's really nice art. It's actually insane. I can't even explain how cool it looks. Definitely go check out their Instagram as well if you want to see what it looks like. Um, Also, follow the Web3 Weekly Podcast on all of our social media platforms. It is at, it is, the username is at Web3 Weekly Pod. That is TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. So go give us a follow and even message us. If you have any questions for me about how I can improve the podcast, I'd love to hear what you all think, and also share the podcast with your friends. That's how we grow here. That's how uh, this community stays together and kind of continues to grow, but also like the podcast and leave five stars on whatever podcasting platform uh, you're listening. So uh, just everyone in the audience, thank you for listening today. And Chris, before you head out here, is there uh, anything else you'd like to say?
1: I would just like to say uh, thank you and what a great opportunity for me, Michael, to, uh, to tell my story. This is actually the first I would say probably the first, not this is the first recorded interview that I've ever done. First interview like this of its kind. I've done some um, interviews for, for print, but this is, uh, it was, is rare. And it was uh, real cool for me to be able to put a lot of these thoughts and dreams into words and share them with people. And so uh, thank you, brother.
0: Yeah, no problem. I appreciate you taking time out of your very uh, kind of busy schedule with everything you're doing with glass blowing to come sit down, but yeah guys, thank you all again for listening to today's episode. Feel free to do anything anything to support this podcast would be much appreciated. And I have been saying this in the past few podcasts to kind of get the get the uh, morale up in the entire market, but have a good one friends. Stay bullish.